Good morning and welcome to AI Daily. We have uh, three big stories for you here today. So let's just jump in. Our first story is about a Lima model. This is pretty cool. This is a pretty large model here. Let's pull it, pull it up real quick. Um, can you tell us a little bit about this one, Connor? Yeah, so it's a 65 billion parameter Lima model. But instead of doing the real-time feedback, real-time learning through human feedback, they did a little bit of a fine tune on just a thousand carefully curated response, responses. Um, and apparently it performed almost as well as GBD4 yeah. and better than Bard and better than DaVinci. Yeah, it looks here like it's uh, almost as good as, at, uh, as GPT-4. And it seems like maybe sometimes it did better even, but um, that, that's pretty impressive. What, what, what does this mean, Ethan? Well, I mean, this is Meta again, dropping another open source model. Um, we'll see how the weights move, et cetera. But Meta's keeping up to date, you know, first with Llama and now with Lima. And like Connor said, 65 billion parameters. So a pretty small model compared to something like GPT-3 or GPT-4. And instead of using all this human feedback, like the other models do, they took thousand supervised examples and they simply fine tuned on that. And like Connor said, we... They saw, I think, what was it, 43% better responses um, in certain cases versus GPT-4, which is a top-of-the-class model. So important because Meta is staying on top of the you know, open-source AI realm. And secondly, because we have another open-source model getting closer and closer to competing with these huge models being trained by OpenAI. This is another take on alignment, really. We, we see how OpenAI does the human feedback. We've seen how Anthropic does the constitutional <laughs> the constitutional parameters yep. and Lima out of meta is now fine tuning on very carefully curated responses. So we'll see what wins out here, but it's another great way to do it. looks like. So, yeah. Connor, what do you think is the advantage in this approach? Um, of course it takes a lot less input than human feedback takes. This right. still looks like it probably takes more input than Anthropic's constitutional. Um, but just a thousand prompts and responses carefully curated, a good sized team can do that pretty quickly. So. Yeah, that's, that's pretty impressive. I wonder how long they've been working on it. Oh, nice to see Meta continuing to flex their muscles in the open open space, open space, source AI space uh, or open space. You know, it wouldn't put it past them uh, by any stretch. Let's move on to our next story. Cody, this is pretty cool. I'm going to load this up. Can you tell us a little bit about this, Ethan, while I get it uh, loaded up here on the window? Yeah, so Cody is what they call any to any. Um, a generation. They're using compositional diffusion. And I guess the simplest way to put it is, you know, most of these models you're taking in text, right? Stable diffusion, you give it a prompt, you take in some text and it's going to output some audio. Or maybe you put in some text and you get a text output like an LLM. But Cody is a take on kind of multimodal um, that some people talk about. So you can put in, just like you're scrolling through, they have some really cool examples. You can put in text and an audio clip and get some video taken out of that. So you put in some audio of a polar bear laughing and you put in some text of a polar bear, you know, sitting next to a branch and you're gonna get a video of something like that. Same thing, vice versa. So you can put in text and another text and you get a completely new output based on those two things. So really important, you know, to understand context of the world, whether you give it a video, you need to understand the audio of that video. You need to understand what's happening in that video and maybe a text description. And that's the way you get complete context out of it. So multimodal, super important. They had some really great examples in there. And yeah, it's pretty cool. 
This looks a lot like something Meta dropped maybe a, a week or two ago, but this it's looks right. like this is maybe the open source model. Is that right, Connor? Yeah, Meta dropped ImageBind a couple of weeks ago. That was their like multimodality um, entrance, you could say. And this Composable Diffusion looks like an open source, maybe even a better version of it. We haven't seen them compared head to head yet, but could be. So. Can we use this yet, Connor? Do you know? Have you, have you dug into it at all? I, looks I, like I, they have the code available, don't they? Yeah, I believe the code's available. Yeah. So this is some powerful, freaky stuff here. <laughs> very cool, very cool. So uh, let's move on to our last story here, which is mind meets video. There have been a few other examples of this type of thing out there. They all seem, you know, a little bit earlier than maybe the uh, than the demos seem to imply. I don't know if you can see this here. Uh, there's a ground truth video, a reconstructed video. The idea here is they're sort of scanning your brain and trying to understand what video, you know, you're sort of remembering. Uh, Connor, can you tell us a little bit about how they constructed this, uh, this little experiment and demo? Yeah, my understanding is they have their training set, which is uh, they take fMRIs of a large group of people watching a large group of videos, and they pair up each fMRI with each video, of course. And then when they reconstruct it, the model basically looks at the new fMRI data from the new input and then compares that to the data it trained on and finds a video that was similar. So yeah. from this model it's so far... It's not quite reading your mind, is it? It's, it's yeah. sort of saying, this is what your mind looks like um, when, when you see this. Mm -hmm. uh, or remember this, uh, and this is, it's similar to what other people's minds looked like when they watched this. So you, let's create something as, you know, inspired by that original video, because that's must be what's going on through your mind. So we're not quite at mind reading level, but it's still pretty cool and powerful. And I guess you got to, you know, this may be a way that they can map the human mind, you know, we'll see if there's uh, similarities, if we can just be like, well, okay, we don't have, um, you know, these ground truth videos anymore, but we know from so many uh, fMRIs that if you're thinking about horses running through a field, these are the parts of your brain that are firing. So we don't, you know, need this other data anymore. We can sort of extrapolate uh, from, but in the end, you always need some training data to reference things, right? Every, every AI is using some training data. It's not just going to make things up out of nowhere. Ethan, you sound like you look like you're chomping at the bits to say something. So uh, <laughs> no, this, this stuff's just very exciting to me. At, at least this one is 45% more accurate than some of the ones we've seen in the past. And it almost reminds me if you all have watched the Minority Report with Tom Cruise and they're sitting there reading their minds and, you know, you're getting this video that's outputted that's kind of blurry. You're not entirely sure. But the fact that we really don't know much about how the human brain works and can still reconstruct that, hey, okay, you know, all this is firing and you're probably looking at a giraffe running through the field. I mean, the search space of that is unbelievable. And the fact that these correlate pretty well is really cool to me. So, yeah, I was chomping at the bit to say how amazing this is. It's possible. It's like a Get out of my head. Sorry about that. <laughs> It's possible to take a language model where like if you have enough videos, if you have enough MRIs, maybe it could construct something more open, not in the training set. Yeah. yeah. It's still interesting to see how that progresses. This team previously did another model that was only mind to image. So mind to video is pretty impressive. Oh, it was the same team? Yeah. No. Okay, yeah. Forty five percent of the time it works all the time, as as they say. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, <laughs> Sounds great. Well, those are our three big stories. What are you all seeing out there in the 
AI world. Uh, Ethan, Connor, and feel free to jump yeah. in. I, I got to see uh, Lambda Labs demos. Lambda Labs is a GPU infrastructure provider. We've used them. We love the team there. And seeing them drop these demos kind of reminds me of, you know, a lot of people are using Hugging Face right now when they want to show off a demo or they want to try something. And Lambda Labs actually, you know, getting away from just being infrastructure kind of commodity and really delving into the whole AI community and the whole AI world, putting these demos together, letting you show off demos, letting you deploy them on Lambda infrastructure is fantastic. So love the team there. Give it a try if you haven't yet. Let's yeah. show Lambda some more. It looks like they're looking for somebody that will uh, let them train a massive LLM. Did I steal your story, Connor? They're, um, you, got, you got another one? Yeah, it looks like they're, they're looking for a partner to train, a, train an LLM with, which is really cool, really smart on their part. And yep. congrats to anyone who gets the, the nod for some free LLM training. 100%. My story was I was reading through some of the ChatGPT one-star reviews of the ChatGPT app. <laughs> Um, one of them was works too quickly, ChatGPT types too fast, and the instantaneous answers are unacceptable. So, unacceptable. Unacceptable. Wow. Another one was disappointed that when he asked the top China, top 10 Chinese restaurants around Round Rock, uh, it didn't have his location data. Ah. Wow. <laughs> it's a tough it's a crowd. Real, tough, tough crowd on the internet. I've never heard anyone on the internet give a one-star review for something or be you know, ridiculous in their critique of it. So it's really nice to see chat GPT continuing to push boundaries as a... My last and favorite is uh, that someone was complaining it's an old model from September, 2021, and they want 20 bucks a month. Wow. So, yep. so the, person, <laughs> the person using it wants 20 bucks a month or... Yeah, for plus. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. It reminds me of those Amazon one-star reviews. It was That's always fun to read through. Yeah. Yeah, it's actually pretty cool. I put it into, you know, my home screens. I'm trying to use it a little bit more now. My understanding is they are, you know, assuming Mr. Brockman is correct, they're using Whisper uh, for the audio to text. And it is shockingly good. You can basically mumble at the thing and it will pick up what you said word for word. I was you know, I was actually just trying to sort of speak as quickly and not enunciate. And I was I was shocked the, the degree of accuracy that it had. 100%. I saw some battery complaints. Was it you who texted that, Connor? Was it like their haptic feedback yeah. was kind of hurting the battery? And maybe that the rest of the one star reviews, a lot of them were complaining about like their phone overheating, even though it's like a 14 Pro. So maybe yeah. that. Yeah. Kind of find those hard, a little bit hard to believe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But you never know. Maybe those are some, you know, Samsung trolls that are just the, trying to the bar team get get bar in team. there and trash on the iPhone or something like that. That seems reasonable. We'll go with that. Uh, well, fa fantastic. This was another great episode. It's great to see you, gentlemen, and uh, we'll see you tomorrow for some more AI Daily. Have a great day, everyone. See you guys. Peace, guys.